good day and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust your anchor is holding firmly to the Word of God today, that unshakable rock of Holy Scripture that will enable you to face life's trials and difficulties and have joy and satisfaction in the midst of uh, what can be tumultuous lifestyles sometimes and life situations. It's good to have you today. Thank you for allowing me into your, your radio or to your phone or wherever you stream this or download this. I hope that your Christmas time was a time of great celebration and joyful remembrance of the greatest gift that's ever been given to humanity. Uh, I want to meditate on that for a few moments today. I am thankful for Christmas time. It's always very special, but uh, at least in my household, although I know that uh, as long as I've pastored, I discover that Christmas is often a difficult time for many people. It's not always a pleasant time of celebration, and this is due often to loss that's been experienced around the Christmas celebration or perhaps bad memories from uh, a life gone by. But uh, I think that uh, a lot of people go through difficult times during this holy day, this holiday in their homes. Recently, as a matter of fact, there's a pastor friend of mine uh, who I have read his material quite frequently and benefited from it. He unexpectedly experienced the loss of his own son. Uh, it was a sudden thing, and he uh, echoed his thoughts in a blog that he wrote that I want to give credit to and reference because he shares the very real pain that's in his heart and the difficulty of this Christmas season. Uh, like uh, like himself, Christmas is our, probably a favorite time of year in our home. Uh, we have distinct family traditions. We we uh, usually follow the same practice, uh, whether it's a special breakfast or whether it's time spent together or opening gifts or whatever it might be. And you, we've developed traditions as many other families have. And he shares his own heart in his particular blog about this Christmas experiencing uh, the celebration with his son not being a part of that. And it is a reality, he said, that some of the uh, some of the hardest times after the loss that you would experience are going to be on the days of what we would call, quote, our first, you know, the first time back at church, the first time uh, you, you have a Christmas without that individual. Uh, that day is obviously going to be marked by both joy and sorrow, celebration and grief. It's a day that you're confronted with all the time because of the loss that you've experienced in this life. And I wanted to turn our attention today to a very real comfort that comes along with Christmas. It's a day, obviously, that we recognize and remember the birth of Jesus. It's on this day, on that Christmas day, that we remember the birth of Mary's firstborn son. And he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was born in a manger, laying in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. And we believe this. We understand the Bible teaches this. This is no mere myth. It's not some kind of, as this man puts it, a morality tale. But it was an actual historical event in which God became man. Now, this is vital. It's important. And I want you to pay attention to this today because you may not think you need it right now. But one day down in the future, you're going to remember this and it's going to mean something to you. Uh, we believe that God, the God-man, was born into a broken world, a world of suffering, 
a world of sorrow, a world in which even our greatest pleasures are often marred by the knowledge that we're never far from grief. We're never far from loss. It could be just around the corner. And when we think about the birth of Jesus Christ, we can't help but consider that uh, quite frequently in the Old Testament, the prophets would preach about darkness and light. Many, many years before Jesus was born, the verse that I have for you today is a verse that was preached by the, by the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2, a famous prediction passage regarding the Messiah, the Bible says this, listen, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the shadow land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. This is what godly Isaiah wrote many years before Jesus was born. Zechariah the prophet really said in a poetical way, quote, The sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Those shepherds who were tending their flocks through the night were really interrupted by the glory of the Lord blazing in the darkness. That's what Christ came to bring. The wise man saw a bright shining star. Simeon said that Jesus was a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. Darkness, of course, is a metaphor that's used quite frequently in Scripture to describe this this condition that all men and women live in, all of humanity. Uh, it described, it represented the, a darkness of their heart, a brokenness that broods over humanity uh, that we live in. That darkness characterizes the time that we live in, even now, suffering and death. It's a world of pain. But the promise today, and that's what I want this podcast to highlight about the birth of Jesus Christ, is that the darkness, while the darkness of night represents the brokenness of the world, the light that breaks into that darkness symbolizes the coming of our Savior, who's going to deliver this world and deliver you from its pain, its suffering, and its death. Jesus is not just some phrase that we throw around or some uh, storybook character, but in reality, he is the light that brings promise and hope into this world. Just like the first light of dawn brings the promise of a day, the coming of Jesus brings the promise of joy, of healing, of making right all that has gone wrong in this world, because John 1 says he is the light of the world. That's why the songwriter writes that phrase, and the pastor friend of mine remarks on this favorite song of his. He said, quote, Come behold the wondrous mystery in the dawning of the King. He the theme of heaven's praises, robed in frail humanity. We must think about the incredible reality that the one who has existed for all time, the one who was present and active at the creation of the one of the world, the immortal, the invisible, he chose to be human. That changes everything. That changes everything. Entering into this world, he lived in this world, he died for the wor- this world, he lived a perfect life, and he atoned for our sin. Uh, The birth of my Savior has everything to do 
with with uh, the wonderful comfort that comes with the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's only because of that birth of Christ that we have hope in the face of loss in our personal lives. Christmas and the birth of Christ doesn't take away all your pain, but it does give you hope. It gives you confident assurance. Listen, uh, dear dear friend, the there there is joy beyond sorrow. There is gain beyond loss. There is light beyond the darkness. And that light that cut through the darkness on that Christmas night is a light that cuts through the darkness on this Christmas time as well. The light shines in darkness. The darkness will not overcome it. It has not overcome. It will not overcome it. Darkness cannot overcome this light, for it's the light of life. That's what we have in Jesus Christ. Do you know this light today? He's the only one that can give lasting confidence, satisfaction, and joy. Yes, even in the midst of some of the greatest heart-wrenching sorrows of this life. Because He came, and because He lived and died, we have hope for tomorrow. Where's your hope today? Put your faith and your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the light of life.